Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues. Yay. Yay, thank you. Beautiful Wawa on the big island of Hawaii. Yay. <laughs> so, as I was saying, isn't it awesome that nothing can go wrong? Isn't it awesome? The illusion will try to present itself as if something is going wrong. People come up to you and try to present that something is going wrong only because you ask them to. (laughs) 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 Or that you have got got it wrong or that they can somehow be a threat to you. It's all what quantum physics tells us. What's that? That we just we just project and none of you know, there's it's just a web and it's all one and everything that we get is what we put out there. Yeah. So it's like yay. You know? About anything. It could be anything. It shows itself as it shows itself as something that's intense, you know. Uh, you know, people are like, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing it. Good idea. I wish we could all say that. The joke is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there's no, there's no need to agree with that. Notice when you agree with that. Oh, yeah, you're just... <laughs> Take some more drugs. You're, <laughs> you're a lost cause. <laughs> New self identity. Yeah. Well, people when they're overwhelmed with with guilt and they're dealing with guilt, will project as if you don't like them, as if you're judging them. People are coming in overwhelmed with guilt. So what they're asking for, what they're really asking for is your gift, though. Because remember, that's you. That's still you. What they're really asking for is your gift. <coughs> so when people are thinking that you don't like them and believing in that, you will start to get the impression that they're not likable. <laughs> You will start to get the impression that they're not likable because the mind is shared. And then if you're willing to look past that, that's the gift. It's like, oh yeah, it did occur to me. But I didn't believe in it. So you're still all right. One of my kids, my daughter this week told me that she's a threat to wisdom dialogues. I was like, oh, you can't be a threat to wisdom dialogues. It's okay. Because of the things that she's been doing, stuff she's been engaged in. She's like, people, people don't know me. They just think I'm your daughter. They don't really know me. They don't really look at me. They don't really see me the way I am. They don't want to. If they see me the way I am, then they're not going to believe you 
And I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's not going to do anything to wisdom dialogue. You're all good. <laughs> is, that, is that the daughter that has a boyfriend you don't like? Yeah, that one. <laughs> There's only one of one daughter. And it's like, oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm totally sure. You can be however you want, however, however you appear. In fact, it's the opposite. Yeah, because it all gets used. Whatever it is gets used. If any kind of worry or fear, like she, she tells me she's doing something and there's worry or fear welling up in me, that's for me. I take care of that. That's, you can say that's kind of like the normal way of relating. It's like, oh, well, if you're related to me and you're doing stuff like that, then that reflects on me as if I'm something. So then you just... You put yourself into a hole... Now it's like these people in your environment, these people in your relationship aren't propping you up in the way that you think you should be propped up. There's a sense that there's a there's a sense that people get that I'm just not good enough. No one no one's gonna like me if they know me as I actually am. There's this sense. No one's going to like me if they know how I actually am. All of the things I do, all the little things I do, and all of the little things I think. This is just nothing. It amounts to nothing. You're, you're the same always. There's, not ever, there's never any change. There's never any change. So I'm just like, it's okay. You know, she's crying and crying about how, you know, bad it is that she's so bad that it's reflecting badly on me. <laughs> I know, it's so sweet. <laughs> and, and, and I go, okay, so you know that the reason that you're crying is because of the thought that you can possibly reflect badly on me. He's like, but look at this, Mom. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. I'm going to look at this. And she's like, don't be mad. Please don't be mad. Please don't be mad. Okay. And then I'm like, okay. Thanks for showing me that. That's it? Yeah. Thanks for showing me that. (laughs) Show it to anyone you want. You can come to Wisdom Dialogues and show that to the people. <laughs> that was my darling daughter. That would be fun. That would be fun. Everyone loves it. <laughs> She'd be safe here. Yes. So she was thinking that your credibility would go down if they found out. Well, I wrote her. a book too on parenting. Oh right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like, wow, am I being one. a disappointment? <laughs> right. Yeah. She's she's like, I've been wanting to tell you this since June, like six months ago. But there's just like this sense that 
she's going to be a big disappointment. Well, do you think she's like rebelling against you and your image? She doesn't want to be like she, she doesn't want to be pigeonholed uh, as your daughter. She wants to do something wild and crazy or offbeat to not uh, follow in your footsteps or something. It's just guilt. That's all. There's not really a choice in anything that you do. It's a guilty consciousness that brings about the guilty feelings. You know, there's this feeling of guilt, and then there's this sense that I've done it wrong. And then with that feeling of guilt, keep on going on like that. It just plays out in all of the relationships because there's this holding on to a projection and as there's a holding on to the projection, it keeps on going like that. And then there's actually this image like you, you get into this really strong, firm, solid image like I'm a disgrace. I'm a total disgrace. I want people to know who I am, but I don't want to mess up what my mom's doing. <laughs> And then I kind of want to mess up what my mom's doing because I kind of want to be that threatening person. Did you own that? What? I wasn't trying to get her to own anything. She was in a in a state where it's just like really, you know. Teenager I've known who's like wanted to piss off their parents at some time. This is a twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah, it was different in the teenage times. Actually, in the teenage times, it was more like that, that. More like she could do something, and it would get me to just go completely, just like off the charts. Just like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? This is the worst, you know. And then trying to control the whole situation and everything like that. So it's fun when it comes back around like years, it's like 10 years, a decade later. And it's like, oh yeah, that's no problem. Not doing anything. Nothing's a, nothing's a threat. No one can be threatening. <laughs> it might occur to me, ooh, this could be threatening. But then the occurrence just passes. See? There's no need to there's no need to grab onto any of those occurrences that say that something is a threat. There's no need to grasp onto it. You can smile at those and when you smile at them, you feel more connected with that person. It's not like there's a wall between you. And it keeps the channels of communication open. So it's like it's like hey, whatever you want to relate to me you can relate to me and there's no judgment coming from here there's no judgment if i if i seem worried for a moment that's also momentary it passes don't worry about the worry nothing none of it sticks to us that's the thing so even the even a sense of fear or worry or frustration or anything like that can arise but then it's passing again thanks for saying that i mean i've been like i've noticed in that lens Especially when her friends were calling me, oh, you got to do something. And I listened to myself. Am I supposed to be worried? Because, Good. you know, like, I don't really, 
And then I, then I actually started to doubt myself. I said, well, maybe I'm not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you taking it seriously enough? Are you being a bad whatever? And that's one of the things, too. Like, if you identify like that as a husband or the mom, you know, at, like you're supposed to be doing something, no matter what you do, it turns out screwed up. And it seems like I can't do it right. I can't get it right. You know, you might as well just watch. And in watching and watching these feelings and thoughts passing, then whatever you seem to do, it's not coming from this sense of worry. You don't have to act out of those things is what I mean. I'm worried about you, so therefore this is what I'm going to do. It's not like that. When the worry can just pass, then the actions can flow out of a generous heart and not from the sense that something's wrong. Yes. Aloha. Aloha. So the most uh, the most effective way to communicate it's just through loving. And in loving, it's just lo- allowing all of the things to pass that occur to you that have any measure of concern at all. You know, you go back to nothing's happening and then there's no measure of concern. And, you know, in the illusion of time, it seems to take some time for that to kind of unwind, unravel, and reveal itself to you. Be happy about however that goes down. Be happy about however that goes. Because the happy you are, happier you are about it, the quicker and easier it'll go. So I have an example. Yeah. I've, I've been concerned about my son who has this big job and then he also has, he's growing paleo, all the different meats mm-hmm. on his land. So he's doing two huge jobs. And so to me, when I call him and I say, you know, I'm worried about you. It's like, you're doing so much and it's hefty doing and then he assures me that it's fine and Mm -hmm. he's cool with it so it feels to me like instead of being a worrying mom I'm showing him my love and concern by expressing that to him and then I get to be reassured that he's good with it yeah so 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 the way I would approach something like that is to Get the feeling of worry, because I would want the Mm -hmm. feeling of worry Mm -hmm. to intensify itself. Because I don't want to have the worry, the feeling of worry, reduced by something that my child tells me. Because that's a that all that's doing is getting temporary relief. It's not a problem, it's just that it's getting temporary relief. It's not you, it's it's not you being willing to recognize that there's no cause for worry in the first place you're looking for something in the world to show you and to put your mind at ease which you know of course is not a problem it's just that you're not allowing that worry to be healed what's causing the worry to be healed so i would ask to see you know to see what the worry is and you know if i don't if i don't ask to see what the worry is my kids will reflect to me that i'm worried when i don't even know it 
see. If I don't see it, my kids will actually reflect to me that I'm worried. And then it's like, oh, well, I know that's not real. So that's what your daughter basically did possibly for the last six months, was reflecting a fear that you had that maybe she was going to embarrass you? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not like something, something that you have to analyze in that kind of depth. In fact, I don't recommend it because it's too much yeah. analyzing. You know what I mean? And there's no way to know anyways when it comes to something like that. It's just that, um, like some months ago, I asked her, are you doing cocaine? And then she got really defensive, just like really flared up and stuff like that. And, and then she said, you sounded like a worried mom when you asked that. And I said, oh, well, you know, thank you for letting me know, because I know worry isn't really anything. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> and then, you know, I never asked for an answer to the question either. It's like not really, it was something that occurred to me, and I just go, are you doing cocaine? And <laughs> she, she's like, <gasps> and then it was like a worried mom kind of situation. I, I go, well, you know what? Then if that's the case, it's not relevant. No, there's no relevance to that. So it's just like, it's right there in the moment. That's what I mean. It's not like I have to try to find out, like, what am I worried about or anything like that. It's just, hey, when you ask that, you seem like a worried mom. And I'm like, okay. And that's it. Because as soon as as soon as I know that any thoughts of worry, they're just allowed to pass. It's like okay, I'll watch that. And the way you watch it, the way you watch it is any thought that occurs to you. You look at your body's energy field because there's a constriction. There's a constriction happening in the body's energy field. See, it's like all closed. It gets closed in. So. It just tunes your awareness to looking for all those areas where we're pushing. We're pushing it away. Wherever we're running, we're running in thought, we're pushing away the feeling, like not wanting to get the feeling. So running in thought is basically the thought of where your concern occur to you, and then you go with it. You go along with it. And, and it's fun when something, when something that's uh, seemingly, oh my goodness, I didn't know about that, and now you know about it, you'll see that the thoughts will come back again and again, and the feeling keeps on persisting, but it's, it's unraveling within your awareness. It keeps unraveling too, and you keep on getting more opening. And it's like, oh, okay, I know that, and I still feel this closeness and connection with you. So I'm so happy. If there's less of a closeness or connection with you, then I just watch more. Not try to get the other person to perform a different way or assure me or reassure me that they're okay, that they're going to be all right. But just in looking because that, because remember, remember we talked about too, we don't see anyone clearly. We don't see anyone as they are. We see this sense of separation. We see through the sense of separation. So we're not seeing anyone as they are. So to ask them to reassure us that they're okay, it's like saying that you're not 
the truth. It's, it's like, well, like teaching them. Let's keep, you know, it's a teaching and learning thing. Teaching and learning all the time, right? It's like teaching them, hey, you have power over the way I feel, so reassure me that everything's all right. When you're, uh, when, when you show them and you demonstrate to them that they have no power to affect how you feel, those have no power to affect how, how, you, how you feel. Look at what goes on in your own mind. <laughs> and you see that they have no power to, no power. It doesn't matter what it is. It cannot affect how you feel. Mom, I went and drove my car off a cliff. Now I can't walk. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Was it a fun ride down? Because <laughs> that's all the enjoyment you get. <laughs> but, you know, the dark thoughts occur to you. They naturally occur to you. That's because that's dream. It doesn't mean there's anything like unenlightened about you or anything when the dark thoughts occur to you. You know, the th- dark thoughts as in trying to make meaning out of this thing about how it's a threat to you. About how it would be bad if this happened. Or what if this happens? You know. What if they find out about this? You know, when the thought occurs to me, what if they find out about this? I just feel like telling them. <laughs> 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 Because it's only, it's only the guilt that'll make it a problem. So it's only the feeling guilty that'll make it in, into any kind of problem. And, you know, that's the a, that's a thing. That's what I mean. You can find yourself doing anything, and it doesn't change the fact that you're only awareness. You can find yourself reacting to anything, and it doesn't change the fact that you're only awareness. And as soon as you see that... As soon as you just offer a little bit of willingness to see that, everything starts to change. Missing is another one like that. I miss you. You have the power to make me feel bad when you're not here. It's like a, a, way, a, a way that seems normal to communicate, like to say that I love you. <laughs> and that's the way I take it when anyone, ever anyone says it to me. I don't have a problem with it at all. That's usually my response to, I miss you, I love you. <laughs> Thank you, I love you. <laughs> but for me, I haven't had the words, I miss you, utter, utter like that anyways. I did, did, did just now. <laughs> in many many years it was just like it was shown to me so clearly you know and if there's any kind of physical separation or anything like that missing is like wasted energy it's like wasted time it's like worry, yeah, it's like worry. Mm-hmm. yeah and and that's and, and that's the way we use to show quote-unquote love to each other. This is not real love. This is ego love. I miss you. I'm worried about you. And, that, and, that's, the, and, and, and that's the thing. That's why a lot of the times people are like, I'm not going to tell my parents anything because they get worried or they get concerned or they want to fix it or something like that. 
And I know that way. I was that kind of parent for many years. That's how I did it. <laughs> I, was, I thought I was on it. I thought I was right on top of it. Being an amazing mom, making sure that my kids do it all right in the way I know they should be doing it. Mm. It's funny because I have three kids and they're really separate in ages, like 27 down to 17 down to 11. He's 18 now, he's older. Thank you, he's 18. (laughs) (laughs) An emancipated adult. (laughs) That's right. And everyone and everyone's so different. The boy, he tells me everything. <laughs> the one who just turned eighteen, he's like, I can't believe I'm just telling you this, but I'm telling you this. <laughs> and it's just because it's always been okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that's just that's the conditioning there. It's always been okay. You know, you get conditioned that it's not okay. Oh my God, that's the worst. And, you know, my daughter used to come, the 27-year-old, used to come to Wisdom Dialogues here. And um, at one point, she told me, she told me that how free she feels because she knows that I can't be disappointed in her. I can't get disappointed in her. And that she even had a dream where I was disappointed in her. And she said, Mom, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then it was just dropped. <laughs> and she was, like, feeling so relieved that that could, that that's the way it is. But it's funny the way these mental patterns play. It's like uh, she's feeling all this relief that her mom's never going to be disappointed in her. And then she finds herself doing something that, oh, no, this is is beyond. Mm -hmm. She's going to be disappointed in this one for sure. (laughs) And then believes it for a while. (laughs) This is going to ruin everything she's doing. that you've worked through something. I hear this all the time too. You think that you've worked through something, like maybe some of your, your worry or you have some kind, of a, 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 some kind of a healing on something. And then it's like the ego will give you another level. And that's the only reason why everything happens. It's like, oh, you think, you, you think your mom can't get disappointed, huh? Well, watch when you do this. <laughs> And it's the same thing for the mom. Oh, you thought she couldn't, you couldn't get disappointed, huh? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just like all, it's all a setup. My friend Anne, who drove me today, such a sweetie, she asked me if I ever question it, if I ever have doubts and question what I'm talking about. And, you know, I'd like to relate to you also what I related to her is that I don't doubt. And no one's capable of doubting, actually. It's like, it's funny. The doubtful thoughts occur to you. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can either make them mean something or not. So you decide whether those doubtful thoughts are something that's meaningful. And if you want to take it to something, you can if you want to make it mean something, you can. That's all. So I see that, and they just don't get any play. They might make it seem, they might get, might let, make it seem like it's you know really something, 
oh my goodness, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, uh, one of them is, I'm not qualified to do wisdom dialogues. Maybe I'm going to stop. <laughs> and I just smile, uh, smile at that. <laughs> a wisdom diploma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to get recertified. <laughs> you were enlightened, but you fell off. You fell off the pedestal. Yeah, once, I, <laughs> once something happened, yeah. <laughs> once something happened that showed me this, then, you know, that's, that's the way the ego works. Oh, yeah, well, look at this. <laughs> look at this perception. Then what? But when, you, when you're really devoted, let's say it's devoted to seeing through the illusion, like the, making the illusion all one and generalizing it as all one thing, then all these different things that come up, they're just perfect for you. It's like, no, actually, this is perfect for me. You thought that was going to be a threat, but actually, it's perfect for me. Because it's exactly what I need. In fact, you're doing what I asked you to do. So, thank you. See, can, and it's like, are you willing? It's not even like, can you? But are you willing to be like that with everything? And, you know, you're going to find out in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's what you're gonna find and and you know it's just that awareness too no like no i'm not willing i'm gonna fly off the handle right now that's what i need to do you know but in just that awareness that's where you start to see through for for the most part for the most part most people are unwilling in a lot of given situations. I, have, I was having one conversation with a friend of mine last night. And she was like, I just don't understand how you can be okay with people not doing their chores in the house. You know, she's talking about my book, Unschooling for Parents. I don't know how you can be okay with just like messes and, you know sloppy stuff and all that kind of stuff and you know the thing is that it's just it's just all the same you make it all the same there's not this past and future and the the past and future are playing out in a way that I shouldn't have to do everything that's future thinking you don't do anything so so when when I have the perception of people not doing stuff and then have the perception that I'm gonna have to do everything it's like, wait a minute, there's no such thing as time, so I'm just making a story right now for myself. If I find myself doing it, I find myself doing it. If I don't, I don't. It doesn't mean that I have to withhold love, and that's really what it is. It's like a murderous thought. I shouldn't have to do everything. You know, these people should really step up and be doing more. Since I, since I don't really do anything, I, that's why I don't mind a mess. It's not a problem. And she goes, okay, well, I really like that you're like that, but I'm never going to be like that. <laughs> and, and I go, well, that's okay. <laughs> Quite a sentence. <laughs> Well, and, and that's where, that's where that, that false sacrifice thing comes in because it seems like you would be giving up a lot to just let things pass. 
to accept the truth seems to be giving up a lot. You might be giving up the cleanliness of your house, for instance. You know. But, but the cleanliness of your house is so irrelevant. And that's the thing. It's, it's like when you're recognizing that it's actually irrelevant. Not in, a, not in an ego way. Like, I'm just going to let it all pile up. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, that's just like <laughs> ego opposite. <coughs> I'll just let it all pile up and then see what they think. Then they'll hurt. <laughs> Let's see who can live in the messiest house. <laughs> no, it's just like getting back to what is going on in your feeling sense. What is this feeling that, uh, that I have to do? I'm going to have to do everything. What's, the fe- what's this feeling that I have to do something? And with that... Your body just naturally seems to move, seems to do things or lay down and still doing something. Body just naturally seems to move and things seem to get done. Messes might pile up and then they get clean somehow. Doesn't matter what body it comes out of. But you know, all the, all the, mess that you see and all the clutter and all that whatever whatever you perceive that's all for healing the mess is for healing it's not for cleaning the mess it's just like if it it, it's just like if you have some kind of an injury like say you got a cut on your finger or something that's for healing it's not for getting rid of the cut although you might find yourself watching washing it or maybe putting antibiotic on it or who knows is for healing the mind. Yes. Not for healing the cut. Yes, and it's yeah. a, it's yeah. the same thing like if there's mess. Mm-hmm. The healing isn't the cleaning. Yeah. It's really the <laughs> same. <laughs> it's a, the the having the perception that there's a mess is a perception born in separation. Mm-hmm. In the first place. So it's perfect. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't reflect on you. It doesn't reflect on you at all. And if you're feeling calm and happy, naturally cleaning occurs in a calm and happy way. I've seen the opposite go down too, where people keep an immaculate house that are having terrible turmoil in all their relationships. Like, let me do, do, do. Make it look, 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 look. I'm letting you get look healed. And then there's all this turmoil. There's all this churning, churning, churning in the mind. So it's not like the illusion can present something to you about who you are at all. It's just presenting something to you that's who you're not always. So all of them just, all of them, all the perceptions that you perceive with your eyes, like a mess or cut, and all of the perceptions that you perceive with not your eyes, like say a circumstance or a situation, that's all the same. Or a thought about something, it's all the same. That's why there's no need to hide. That's why there's nothing to hide. It's like, oh, you look worried. Oh, thank you for letting me know. Like, no, no, I'm not. You got it wrong. 
You're looking wrong. <laughs> Maybe you were were worried. You were projecting worry onto me. <laughs> See how that that kind of stuff goes back and forth. There just ends up being nothing to talk about. You know, you, like you could sit around and hash one of these things out for hours. I was in this, I was, I was thinking this, and you were doing this, and, and then you end up in some kind of long conversation and stuff like that. Your conversations just like end up really short. The, the, the emotional, or someone's fearful, crying or whatever, they're really short. <laughs> like yes you know it's like a big open yes to whatever it is that wants to be shared and then the next thing you know you're laughing and they're laughing and everyone's happy don't have to have a big oh god they ruined Christmas That's kind of common. That's kind of a common, a common thing, a common theme. (laughs) You're ruining Christmas. It's like, no, and that, nothing ruins it. Everything makes it richer. Thank you for making it richer. See? Then there's no animosity building up. No, thank you. Isn't this the worst? No, it's good. Thank you. Come back again. <laughs> Show me that one more time. <laughs> I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> yeah, it, the vision was a little clouded on that one. <laughs> and you know, that, that's how you know. It's kind of like you, you, take, you get it in baby steps because the willingness isn't wholly there, you know. It's like a little bit, okay, a little bit, and then open up a little bit, and you might see the same kind of patterns repeat themselves and then you're able to open up a little bit more and a little bit more it's like whatever you can handle you know and then as you're as you experience it over and over again you see and you're like and you're glad you're like thank you Like an onion, yeah, I like that analogy. So it's like each time something is presented for you, to you, you can say it's an opportunity. And you know, anything that feels like a challenge, that's an opportunity. It's a, more of a challenge from the ego perspective. Because the, the sense of challenge is a feeling, and it gets you to push. 
Yay. It gets you to run away. The, sen- the sense of challenge, if you believe in it, it gets you to run away from that feeling. So the sense of challenge, that's always the ego. For you, it's opportunity. And I would get this visualization, still do, uh, kind of like a red flag pops up when something seems to be challenging. It's like, oh, this is where you pay close attention. Yay. And it may seem like it's bad or um, something horrible is about to happen or has happened or it might seem unfair. (laughs) That's a good one, unfair. This is going to be a juicy one. Yeah. And that's how, and, and that's how, you know, one way of saying it, that's how you reclaim your power. Every time one of those things where it seems like it's challenging, that's the opportunity to reclaim more power. Restore more sanity to your mind. It's amazing. And, and everyone else who's around the situation that I noticed too, is also able to relax. The more one person in the situation is able to relax, the more all the people in the situation can relax. In fact, if they, if they don't want to relax, they're not willing to relax, they usually run away. <laughs> That's what I noticed. Can't, can't be around. Can't be around that. It's too... To much ease. There needs to be some intensity. One of my friends told me she likes intensity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of drama in her life. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and when, you know, and the, the drama, and there's, the, the funny thing about drama is there's no drama. There's nothing to see. There's nothing there. We have to make it into drama. Otherwise, it's just, it's just fun. It's an op- awesome opportunity. My sister was cracking up uh, at me. She, she asked me how my daughter was doing. She's like, oh, how's your daughter doing? And I was like, oh, she's super enthusiastic about cocaine right now. <laughs> and then I laughed. And then I laughed. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she was calling me for some, some help with her boyfriend broke up with her or something. <laughs> she's like, oh. She's like, that's a funny one. That's a funny way of putting it. I go, well, yeah, I mean, that's really, you know. I thought you said you didn't find out. Enthusiasm. What's that? She didn't answer. But oh, that was, that was some months before that I was referring to. Oh, when she was doing. No, no, she told me. Oh, yeah. yeah she, she did tell you. Yeah, and I found out how, how enthusiastic she is about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that all just cocaine? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's other things involved too. Mm-hmm. Whippets. That's a thing. She's having fun? It's, it's, 
I don't know. <laughs> in some some respects, yes. <laughs> in some respects, yes. The guilt thing is not fun. That's what's not fun about it. The guilt thing, that, and that's what I notice has been the been the hard, you know, hard way to go, and and possibly making it making the more of a craving for cocaine too, you know, mm-hmm. it's that guilty feeling. My mom's not gonna like me if I'm doing this, you know. So my sister, when she heard that, she's like, oh, okay. She's like, I don't know why anyone wants to do that, but okay. And I was like, yeah, it's not my thing either, but hey, people like it. I'll tell you what's good, crack cocaine. I guess, you told me that before. (laughs) 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 Bob will tell us what's good. When your money's snorting it, it's it's like smoking ten joints with one hit. We got a crack cocaine yeah, yeah, advocate yeah, yeah, yeah. in the room. All right. <laughs> 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 These guys were exhaling in the bag so they could re-inhale it again. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow. Economical. Wild. Economical. Yeah. I'm going with the you can laugh about anything right because nothing is actually happening these bodies are for one purpose keep that in mind they're for one purpose and then you won't start to get worried over bodies they're for what purpose the one purpose what purpose (laughs) (laughs) restoring the mind to sanity that's all but so Again, to quantum physics, there is no bodies, there is no separation, there is only oneness. And yet you have the perception of bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And so, separation. So that's what that perception's for. Yeah. Everything in this world, the same. They just make it the same. That's how, that's where the peace comes in. And you know, use it with your kid because that's a big, big place. That's where you have some big gifts coming, you know. When you you watch how you, how you feel, you know you feel you feel worried about your kid, and you address that worry as it is, that sense of worry as it is, instead of making it about that he caused the worry. Because remember the remember or your perception of him caused the worry. Because remember the order of things, you know. Well, I that, know I caused it worry. <laughs> yes, it's it's from that sense of separation mm-hmm. that you don't see. And it's making the perception of your son possibly working too much. Mm-hmm. See? So it's like that, that perception that you don't see is what's making the feeling. That's what I'm calling the feeling effect. And then off of that, you're having a dream of your son working hard. I'm missing it. Try it again. Um. <laughs> Great. Get it. Okay. So the order of how it goes. Yeah. So say before any perception, hidden, secret, is the sense of separation. Yeah. Okay. So out of the sense of separation, you get the feeling effect. Worry is a feeling effect from the sense of separation. Mm. It's like a special effect, that feeling. It's projected. Okay? And then the feeling that's projected off of that, that's kind of like the, the body energy field is kind of like a sounding board for these feelings. Off of that, you get a perception as if that made the feeling of worry. Yeah. 
See, you're, you're having the perception of your son working too hard isn't giving you worry. Yeah, I'm doing worry, and I'm finding a, a, a reason for it out there. Yeah, and that's a really typical parent thing to do. That's why unschooling for parents. and and you see how it goes on and on no matter what age they are yeah Yeah, because it's always giving you opportunities (laughs) yeah and really and 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 really there's no difference from when they're a little kid until they're you know 50 or whatever age you know there's really no difference because it's all coming to you the perception is all coming to you for the same purpose and people say well don't i have to support my kids well no it's not like that no one supported like that the mind is supporting the whole experience the mind is supporting this whole perception and that's the care for them the care for you all of that stuff so that gives you the freedom to just be right here in the moment and taking it in as exactly as it is and having the the healings come allowing the healing you know, instead of making it about, I have to, when, when you're thinking you have to support someone, you're not allowing healing. When that's playing in your mind, you're not allowing healing. Lots of people uh, do the parenting thing and they think they'll work on their spirituality once the kids are out of the house. <laughs> the kids are the teachers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it seemed way too challenging. She didn't want any more teachings. <laughs> I wanted to go get my teachings in an environment that was easier. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait. I've got to have, have my spirituality now. I can't even wait for you fuckers to grow up. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just occurred to me in a second that, that they were my teachers, that this was my teaching. And then I started to pay really close attention. And it was really difficult. It was really difficult to pay attention because as they're bringing stuff up, it's just intense until it's not. And in going through it, the intensity gets worn away until, you know, my kids can do or say anything and it's just really not a big deal even if a sense of worry comes over me it's passing and I'm happy about it I'm like yes thank you that's immediate and you know gratitude is so good because it's like immediately when you're thanking it whatever it is when you're thankful for whatever it is then you're opening the way for feeling it where there's gratitude And to be healed, it doesn't mean you have to have a different perception. It just doesn't matter. People have their paths. And what you perceive of them is what you ask them to show you. So there's nothing wrong with how anything progresses. There's no bad end to it. And knowing that it doesn't reflect on you, there's no one that can convince you that it does. That's a, that's a thing, you know, we set, the, we set all these people up to cast doubt. Just because. That's how the healing takes place. Let's set it up to, to cast doubt. 
Don't you think that you must have been... Don't you think that you were this or that? Don't you think that you must have been a bad mom if your daughter is now into cocaine? (laughs) 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 See? Do these mind um, patterns come through your mind still like that? Well, I was just able to say it, so it had to occur to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mind is one shared mind, and you know, if you're if if you're perceiving if you're if you're perceiving in a world of separation like this, all kinds of thoughts are occurring to you. It's like, but what ones are you gonna get all <gasps> about? <laughs> oh. None of them. <laughs> what? None of them. None. You could do none of them. <laughs> and then, and then the fun thing is, if you find yourself getting all caught up in one, you can immediately lay it down. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a breath. It's just like taking a breath. It's immediately done. It's not like you, you can, you, you can't, um, you can't solely yourself. You can't get yourself dirty, let's say, with any of this stuff. Because it's always back to your only awareness. And it's like, as soon as you're ready to accept that, then that's how it is. But, you know, you, there's, you get all kinds of opportunities to see this, too. You know, oh, no, you really... And, you know, or certain questions, you might get some leading questions... You know, just watch. One of them that was kind of funny that I've seen around uh, from around here, like when I went to, used to go to ecstatic dance a lot, like you'd see me there like every single week and stuff. And uh, people would come up and go, hey, you weren't at dance. And I'd be like, you're right, I wasn't. And they'd be surprised that my reaction was like that. Because normally, and this is what I would hear around town and stuff, no, I couldn't make it. <laughs> Like, that's bad that you didn't go. Uh-huh. <laughs> watch your voice, too. Watch your own voice. It's fun. You don't have to change it, but you're, you watch and you, you see things, and you don't have to do anything about it, but you see and you notice. You just notice. You notice more and more what kind of energy patterns, what kind of feelings you're attracted to, what kind of feelings you're projecting through thinking, and you see, you, and as you see, it just becomes less attractive to follow any thought that says something like, oh, you messed up. That's what people get into when they get into thinking about things, like really mulling it over in the mind. Like say the thought occurred to me um, that, that um, I, I'm going to quit doing wisdom dialogues. I'm not really qualified to do wisdom dialogues anyways. <laughs> I need to work on my own stuff. And then if I start going with that, you know, mulling over it, it could be like a day, you're sitting up in your room, you're thinking about things. But when you know what thoughts are, they can just occur to you and pass. And you know what they are? They just occur and go. It's nothing. The other is given power. Thoughts are just given power. Even I'm not feeling good. Even that thought, I'm not feeling good. 
oh, I feel like shit. There's that one, too. <laughs> Let it pass, because the feeling, the feeling sense that you're getting in your body, that's also changing. Let the thought pass. You don't have to feed it. You don't have to get, carry it on. Why am I not feeling good? What did I eat, maybe? Maybe the thing that you're asking. Or how late did I stay up last night? Or anything like that. Or I worked out, I worked out too much. I worked out too hard. Or someone stressed me out. <laughs> That's why I'm not feeling good. But all not feeling good is, the, is a projection of guilty thought. And when you realize it's a projection of a guilty thought, the sense of not feeling good, it's a gift. It doesn't have to go away fast either to be seen as a gift. It's, it's, it's just always a gift. Because when you get the sense of not feeling good, you're getting all kinds of delusional thoughts about it. And that's where all these opportunities are coming with that. Like, oh my God, what am I, am I going to be able to go to that party on Saturday? That's another one. I feel better now. I know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I found myself under the weather somehow. I don't know what it was, but um, I don't really remember it super well, but I just remember being in the car and having this almost like big fear, fearful thought that I wasn't going to make it to something that I wanted to go to. And in recognizing it's a fearful thought, immediately it passes. And not only does it pass, all of a sudden I feel better. It's just that sense. And I notice, you know, I'll watch people go through a sickness or something. And they'll be like, oh, I wanted to go to that thing. I wanted to do that. So that pattern gets fed. Why am I always sick when I want to do something? I sign up for all this stuff and then my body doesn't cooperate, betrays me. It's not, it's actually giving you a gift. You're always getting a gift, whatever it is. Turn all symptoms into grace. Yes, because the symptoms are, are nothing. Remember, there's no body, but the symptoms that you're perceiving are for undoing the guilty self-concept. And you'll see the guilty self-concept come up over and over again while you're not feeling well, all about the body. That's what it's like. It's like, yay! And I'm not saying to try to push through it or pretend like you're not perceiving it. Just let the thoughts pass. It's important to have the perception. The healing comes through having the perception and not avoiding the perception. You know, the ego will go, you're, you're responsible for your health, so you need to take care of your health. And you need to do this and this and this and this to make sure that you're healthy. And everyone gets betrayed in that way. Eventually, the, the ego takes the body through death. So, that's really sick. 
as sick as it gets. Ever again. <laughs> At least not as that particular body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, there's another one. <laughs> the ego doesn't stop. The ego doesn't give up on the taking of bodies over and over again. Well, that doesn't stop it. So all the layers of that onion have broken away then. Yeah. And then, <laughs> gone. The veil just gets lifted. It takes a while to accept that. And even when it's first accepted, it's only a little bit accepted. One thing I notice is people get new love relationships. They'll be all focused. (laughs) And then get in a new romantic relationship and all the practice, everything goes. There's this (laughs) sense of bliss in the new relationship. Now I'm healed. I got my bliss. And then it comes back again. You went, gotcha. Yep, that's right. <laughs> See, you thought you were, and now... That's all, that, that's all how the ego works. It's like always, look, you're guilty. Look, you've got it wrong. It's an ego game. If something pops up in the illusion when you're close, something pops up to distract your attention, get you all focused on that. And look, you're healed. You know, the ego will tell you you're healed. That's why I say, you are not. There's nothing about you that needs to be healed, first of all. But the dream mind, the error, has not get, been corrected just as long as you perceive this world. <laughs> so, don't, you know, that sense that you're there. That's, the, that's an ego sense. Or that someone else is there. That's also an ego sense. Everyone that, everyone that you perceive, they cannot be perceived unless they're believing in an erroneous thought. That thought of separation. Everyone that you perceive, you're all the same. Everyone's the same in that regard. There's not anyone that, that is like there. And if you make anyone out to be there, go live with them for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) See if you can hang on out with them on the regular. (laughs) Why though? What what do you realize from that? Well, if if you think that you are there, if you think that you are there, you find yourself going on this sense that you're all blissful and stuff until you get smacked like that. And see, it's just, it's just meandering. It's not right or wrong or anything, but it's just meandering. It's just, like, it's just killing time, basically. <laughs> until you come back around. It's kind of like you were going like this, and then you went, you're going like this, you're getting more and more blissful, and then it's like, I'm there, and then you're over here. And then you're cruising around, then you come back, and then you go <laughs> up again, and probably meander again. That's how it goes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, how does it go for the rest of, like, 
they may not forget that they they existed, but you you cannot make out their body in a as a perception. You cannot make out make them out as a as a body. What what happened for the people like that were with that person's family? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It there it could be all different ways. You know, in the story of Jesus, he just flew up, turned into light, <laughs> flew up. In all different ways. Who knows? Because the illusion is just the illusion. You know, it could be made up in any way. But, you know, in recognizing that if you're perceiving a body, not to be in awe of that person revering them like that, I see that because people are suffering over, I can never be that. And whatever you, it is that you have a perception of, that's, you putting that there whether the person it seems like they're there to you or not is your interpretation so anything anything that you see any um level of awareness that you see is absolutely yours So, you said something earlier that I really want to highlight. Okay. Um, I, it really stuck out at me. Like, when you said that Anne was asking you about if you have doubts about what you're teaching, and you said, it's not possible for me to have doubts. And I kind of got something, because it's like, of course, in the brain of the body that we refer to as hope, you have these doubts. You just express them, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not you. Yes. I like that. That's it. A lot. And it's like, I'm not sitting here. Yes. You know, my avatar or whatever body is apparently sitting here, but I'm not. Right. I'm not sitting here. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean by taking a step back, like getting some detachment from the whole thing. And then if you, if, when you recognize that you're not the one having the doubts and they don't mean anything. You don't have to, you would have to make them mean something. You would have to give them power. I saw that with my sister at her son's wedding in Mexico this summer. Last year was October. But as soon as we got there, even before, one of my cousins was bringing somebody that wasn't invited, that said they were coming anyway. And they're going to ruin the whole thing. And they're going to get drunk. And so everybody got drunk. My cousin fell down and broke. The other gal got all, you know, and my sister just got more and more worked up about it. Instead of just, I kept telling myself, just take a deep breath, Kathy, but no, you know, and the situation got worse. And then finally they couldn't leave their room, so they just stayed in their room for the rest of the time. But it was, she just kept working it more, and it, the worse it got. Yeah, it's like you work yourself into a tight little knot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are my thoughts. These worried, doubtful thoughts are my thoughts, and I'm going to take them to the end. <laughs> I'm going to play them out and make sure that everyone is taking them seriously. Mm-hmm. Drunk people at weddings, it's unacceptable. It's cheaper if the alcohol no, is cheaper. Just, you can get 
drunk and not get in any trouble. It's all it kind of. All right, it's all contained. <laughs> you can get in no trouble. <laughs> you don't have to go driving around. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, and then you were talking about chores, and um, there's another piece of it, like. Cause you have a business, right? And you're like managing people all the time, like asking them to do things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the point I think that I was getting that I want to also like kind of check with you about or highlight is like, there's a way that you can ask someone to do their chores or ask them to do anything. That's like egoic, right? It's like, cause you're like identifying with the whole dream and just, yes. I need you to do that. And then there's a way that's like, no, it doesn't matter. Um, and you might find yourself asking them to do their chores or whatever, but it totally doesn't. First, I'd have to give them chores. Okay. <laughs> sure. Or like a job description in yeah, the so, business or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I asked my son, Blaze, to wash my car today. And he said yes. Uh-huh. My car's not washed, though. That so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back next week. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah, but it just doesn't matter to me, you know, if he does it or not. Like, you could say yes and not do it, too. You know, that's not, that's not the point. I mean, getting a clean car is like anything. Like anything in the world. Getting a clean car really isn't the point. And it's funny, like, they just experiment. I like to see them experiment with different things, too, you know. I don't make them clean their room or anything and just like watch you know what they're what's going on and um saw my son braun all of a sudden start making his bed like stacking up his stuffed animals really nice and stuff and i was like oh what what happened here and he's like i just don't want him to start making my bed and putting my stuffed animals up in my bed like that and i was like oh that's cute and then he goes back to a messy bed again you know it's just like it, it it's just when there's no it's not like, oh, I've succeeded. He made his bed. It's not like that. <laughs> it isn't. It's just fun to watch, you know? And, and, my, and then my bigger son likes to keep his room clean now, too. And, you know, he'll be like, yeah, I haven't had time to get my room as clean as I'd like it to be, you know? <laughs> but in, on their own, on their own, they can find out if they like clean room or not. They might not. Chita never found out he likes clean room. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's doing awesome. <laughs> not entirely true. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's pretty. It's actually pretty tidy in your bedroom. It's the living room. Then. <laughs> There's a place to sit on the couch, though. That's what's awesome. <laughs> There's no floor, so there's no floor like, you know, like that, like that you have to sweep or anything. <laughs> but that's the thing. A, a lot of it is trying to get some kind of a victory in the illusion, which that's forgetting what the illusion is for. See, it's like, how can I make this thing, how can I make this illusion better, which that's natural anyways. It's naturally occurring like that anyways. It's getting better anyway. Well, it's, it's like the mind is just moving to make things better for you from ev- whatever way you perceive yourself, though. Yeah. 
Your, your preferences are automatically res- registered before you even know you have a preference. You don't, even, you don't even know about that preference, and it's registered in the mind before you even know about it. So all that stuff is taking care of itself, and that's why it's so hard for people that seems like such a huge sacrifice. It's as if things in the world won't get taken care of if you're just tending to the truth, taking care of your own feelings of discomfort, it's like the things in the world won't get taken care of unless I go with this discomfort and do things through it. Mm-hmm. It's like it seems like there's a sacrifice. But there, is no, there is no sacrifice. What I'm saying is there is no sacrifice because the mind is constantly already registering your preferences. And without that resistance, the mind can move toward those preferences Because you don't think that you have to do it. Thinking that you have to do it is the resistance. Mm -hmm. That's where it is. So my daughter, I asked her, put the dishes away. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll do it, Dad. Three hours later. (laughs) When are you going to do the dishes? Oh, I'll do it before I go to bed. Okay. (laughs) Get up the next morning. They're still there. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I just realized that's because I think if she doesn't do it, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> but I don't mind doing it, you know. I don't even mind it being messy. Yeah. So why am I trying to get her to be neat? Yes. It's really fun to play yeah. with that. It's, it's such an easy one, too, because, you know, it's like, for the most part, we all live in houses and like to see them clean, you know. Dishes. Yeah, like, it's nice to go in the kitchen and get a clean well, dish. I said I go through the same thing. Son and the whole process around it. <laughs> you know, questioning, like, why am I asking him to do that? Like, you know, just just observing if I'm attached to it or not. Like, yeah. does it really matter? Most of the time, it doesn't matter to me. Uh huh. But I still find myself saying, "Hey, you gotta like do this or do that or clean your room or whatever." Most of the time, he just says yes and never does it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 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 Right. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. You're punished, you know, like, I'm not yeah. either. I'm just, you know, sometimes he doesn't. Most of the time he doesn't do it. He just tells me yes. Uh-huh. And then I have a whole, like, what you're saying, like, whole process around it, you know? Like, why? Wh- what is it that in me that's attached to having it done? Or why do I think it's my job to tell him he should do it? Yeah, you just get the feeling. Yeah. You know? Just get, you get that feeling of attachment to him doing something, and then... When, when you do, when you are asking him, look at how you're feeling when you're asking him. Because what I started to see is that the attachment was there in the asking. Like, even in the asking, it would just be like, it may be a yes to get me quiet or, you know, some defensiveness too. You know, it's, so you look at how it's coming out in your voice and the tone and how it feels in your body's energy field. And you just use it for your getting more aware. As you're getting more aware, aware your relationships are all coming closer mm-hmm. together. So it's all just used for that. It's not used for, of course, getting something done, getting your kid to be a certain way. And that's what most parenting books are about, too, is like getting your kid to be a certain way, getting them to reflect on you well so when people see them, they're acting so right. Crazy. Wow, what a, what a great kid you have. You have a 
wonderful parent. They're so well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> I get that from I get that with Blaze and it's funny because when he was a little boy, maybe about 8 years old or something, the uh, Bron was cussing a lot, you know, he was like t- he would tell everyone fuck you. They he was just a little kid, you know, he was like 2 or 4 or something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> you remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to have friends who've been along around long enough to remember that. That's yeah, great. <laughs> he was adamant about it. So I posted something about that on Facebook, and of course, you know, people were coming down on me about that. I'll be a really bad mom for allowing him to say "fuck you" whenever he wanted, you know. And one of them, one of them was this man who had a family with a son that was friends with my my boy Blaze. So my son Blaze was over there at his house, and he's like, he comes back to me, he goes, how is he so well-behaved? He's so polite and so well-behaved, and stuff like that. And I go, I don't know, I just let him do what he wants. Yeah? Just let him do what he wants. He can, he, he's allowed to say fuck you. So that he finds out all by himself that... It's cool to be cool. People are being cool back to you. (laughs) But they don't find it out as well by you telling them that's bad to say that. They find it out way better through experience. They get to experience the reactions of people. Uh And, you know, even even my boy Ron, he just doesn't say fuck you to people anymore. He just, like, stopped doing that many years ago. And it's like, I asked him, hey, why did you stop saying fuck you to people? <laughs> it was getting kind of fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, people would walk in the door. My, my daughter's boyfriend at the time would come in the door and, and Ron, and he'd say, hey, Ron, and Ron would be like, fuck you. And he'd be like, okay, fuck you too. <laughs> and then it got to the point where the boyfriend would just walk in the door and just say, fuck you, Bron. <laughs> Before he even had a chance. Yeah. Well, what did he say when you asked him, why did you stop saying fuck you? He said he just didn't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> he, got, he got it out of his system. Yeah. That's unschooling. It's like you just, you just allow them to play all the, the, they have to play the patterns out. You're not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not going to, you're not going to stop them from playing it, playing them out. So like if you're telling a kid that who's like two years old, they're not allowed to say that. They're just saving all that up. For when they're. Right, when they're, <laughs> they're just saving it, they're, yeah, they're just saving it up. Okay, she's way bigger than me right now, and be quiet. <laughs> I'll just yes her for now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but the same thing applies to us too then, ourselves, yes, right? that's right. Because like, mm-hmm. like Josh moved into a, one of the places at the land I stay at. Okay. And, um. I had this idea that like I was gonna clean up a bunch before he even came over to see it because you know I wanted to have it presentable and like get the expectation like yeah this is how clean we keep it and I asked the other guy who used to live there before he was leaving like if he would clean up and he did he cleaned up and then I was gonna do a bunch of stuff but I never did it okay right? and then 
uh, Josh came over and he's like, oh yeah, I like it, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't care about it. He's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about the mess or whatever. And so you're saying though, like, and I still have ideas that I'm going to clean up all kinds of stuff because it's kind of getting bachelor pad, bachelor pad messy, you know? Uh -huh. And it's like, but you're saying like, I already have the preference established. Like, that's my idea that this going to all get cleaned up. But if I just like, don't think that I have to do it, then it's like, just let, just keep letting myself off the hook. Let uh, yourself off the hook. Keep, that's right. Keep doing that because right. the, the natural, whether it's me or I'm going to like hire someone or whatever it is, it's, it's going to kind of, that preference is going to like flow out to the illusion and work its way into manifestation. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, not necessarily, not necessarily. because I see what's, I see what's going on there. Please. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't care too. If it doesn't yeah. get clean or whatever, and it stays the way it is, or yeah. it gets worse or whatever, fine. You know, right? No big deal. It's yeah. like. Oh, that yeah. reminds me of the conversation we were having last night about the cleaning. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just trying to get something. Yeah. To be a certain way. So yeah. So yeah. Your preferences. The mind is automatically moving toward your preferences. But at the same time, you have to get the healing. So if you're still seeing a mess and you're getting a reaction to the mess or you're getting some kind of um, self-importance as if you have to clean the mess, mm. see, you might find yourself, you might find your body moving in that way. You know, one day you might wake up in the mor morning and just feel really motivated to clean. You know, it's like be open to that too. It's like being open to whatever it is because whatever you find yourself doing, that's what you want to be doing. So also there's a judgment there called bachelor pad-ish. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that, to mm -hmm. me, might be a place to look. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm living with by myself, I naturally want to keep the place pretty nice. But when I'm with somebody else, it's almost like a contest of who's going to blink first. Who's going to think it's dirty enough to clean? Tolerate <laughs> 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 the most... Mess. It hasn't mattered for me. I was by myself there for a while, and it was the same, you know. And then somebody else came, and then it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one though. It's like it, that's kind of like the same thing too. It's like who's who's gonna who's gonna clean it up? Who is gonna clean it up? It's like there's no need for any kind of concern. That's the thing. There's no, no need for any kind of concern about it. It's more like fun. Like, let's see how this goes. Let's see how it goes. Because there's gifts in it. There's always gifts in everything. It doesn't mean that it's absolutely going to go the way that your mind thinks you want it to go. But however it goes is perfect for you. If it stays messy, it's bringing up those opportunities in that moment. So that's what you want. And if it gets clean, you'll be having other opportunities. But the thing is, the thing to see is that it doesn't matter. That it really doesn't matter. And the reason I tell you your mind is already registering these preferences is just to let you know that you can back off of the preferences. You know, even if you think it's your preference to clean or not. You don't, you know, those preferences that you see arising, it's just like they're offered to you. They're not really your preferences either. 
they're not really yours. They're just registering in the mind and automatically being played out. And it'll give you a sense of upset when you think that the preference was yours. That's where the preference, that's where the upset comes, at, comes in and seeing a dirty place or having someone not do their chores, for instance, is that you thought that was your preference. And this, these preferences are totally impersonal. They're just registering in the mind and then being used to play out the illusion, but they are not personal to you. So you can let the preferences take care of themselves. And then go back to present. It's like, it's like always, everything, everything here is just pointing you back to being right in the moment, present with the moment as it is, instead of caught up in your own thoughts. That's all. It's all to bring back, to, bring back to that. Our own thought? Our preference is our own thought? Is that what you mean? Well, it's all thought. Mm-hmm. It's all thought. And, you know, when you say... Your own, okay, the preference occurs to you because you believe in the thought of separation, but it's also not yours. This is not yours personally. So it's not like you have to do anything about it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't need to be used to, so that you make yourself <coughs> burdened by it. See, that's the thing. Just not getting burdened by your preferences. That's all, they're all offered to you like that just so that you can identify with them or not. Like, oh, I thought I had a preference for a clean house. Okay. That's why I see it messy and it upsets me. I thought that preference was real. It's not. So then there's no reason to be upset. It's like I told you guys last week or a couple weeks ago or something about thinking I wanted to make some polenta. Plenty of polenta, and then it and that and then it turned into uh, my husband foiled it, and then it turned into shit. I never had that preference anyway. And then my husband back in my good graces. <laughs> All of a sudden he's innocent again. Oh wow. <laughs> he looks better dressed than innocent. <laughs> But it was like it was like boom boom boom. I'm just seeing it. It's like it's like wow. I just got excited for a minute about making polenta, and then he swore there was polenta in the house. We go back home and there's no polenta, and then he's the bad guy. <laughs> and then it's like oh wait a minute. I never really wanted the polenta in the first place. <laughs> it was all just to bring something up and to make it you know make some. That, that makes some animosity. That's how the ego plays it. And it's fun. It's really fun. It's fun to think that you don't like what someone did and then see why you don't like what someone did. And then it just goes. That's how people get sour with one another. They go through and hold on to little things like that. Act like it's okay, but I'll get them back later. <laughs> Remember when you didn't let me have my polenta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember I told you there was ice cream at home? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it gets stored. 
It's like it, it's like it gets it gets stored. Oh, okay, I see how it is. Ammunition. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm always building a case on everyone. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Any errors that you see in another person are your own errors. It's an error of perception. You're not seeing them truly. Oh, I caught you. I caught you being egotistically, being e- e- egotistical. You know, you can't catch another person with in their ego without using your ego. <laughs> but is it that, it's kind of just like you can't have doubt, right? Is it that they can't make that error because it's not really them? No, because you're perceiving them. You're perceiving them. Okay. That's why. Yeah, they're 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 only they're only there in truth. They're only there in their highest glory as light. But you're seeing them as a body, so you're seeing them wrongly. We're all seeing each other wrongly. So when we know we're seeing each other wrongly, any errors that we see in another person, any ego we see in another person, we can recognize that that's mine, and that way we don't have to hold things things against people. Well, like the word error implies a judgment, right? So, but. What if we can see the behavior? I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Like, yeah, go can, ahead. Can you see the beha- same behavior and whether you're calling it an error or not is only is the misperception? Or do you literally able to see the photons of their behavior and hear their words or whatever? That's misperception. It's all, yes. Now, all of that is a misperception. A bo- it's perceiving a body that's a misperception. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's everything here, everything here is to show you what you're not. Hmm. So when you have the perception of, of them being what they're not, it's jo- still showing you what you're not. Hmm. So it's the, it's the, way, the way to heal with them, the way to heal with them, because if you're perceiving them as being ego or anything like that, they're also perceiving themselves that way. They're misperceiving too, like you. Mm. So, you know, and you have that, you have that perception and that, and that urge to point out their ego, just stop, mm-hmm. you know, just stop and watch, just watch what's going on there. And you're going to see how to extend love in that situation. If you're just willing to, you're just willing to give up that ego analytic thing. Where it wants to analyze their ego. See? Because that's just, all, all that's doing is strengthening the idea of ego in you. And the ego isn't even real. It's just strengthening the idea of it in you and making it seem like you're fallible. So all of this that you perceive here is for seeing your own innocence. And you have to be able to offer it you have to be able to offer it to receive it. That's the only way to receive it is to offer it. So it's, it's like we get all these opportunities all the time with perceiving different people. Oh, I don't like to be around that person, for instance. It's, gonna, it's showing you something. So when you see, I don't like to be around the, well, I don't like to be around the person, it's like a, let a little red, red flag go up about that. And get the feeling of that. 
Don't just automatically believe in it that you don't like to be around the person. Don't just automatically believe in it. It's not true. That's not you. That's not your voice. You can enjoy anyone. You can enjoy, enjoy the company of anyone. It doesn't matter what it is because once you know what they're for, once you know why they're, they're appearing to you at all, then it all becomes fun and a way to share love. So, so it's like when we're having a when we're when we're having a, a interaction with a person. It's always a choice between are we going to show them who who they're not because we can show each other the truth. We can demonstrate the truth to each other. You know, it's like when someone's showing us some kind of ego activity or something like that. We can look past it. We don't even have to look. You know, it's like we see it. And then look right past it. It's like you, it's just not anything, you know. And then if you find yourself telling someone else about how they are, just watch. Usually if I don't want to be around somebody because of something, it's actually something I don't like about myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's more like saying I don't like myself when I'm around you. <laughs> Whenever I'm around you, I start hating on myself. <laughs> I project it on you. Yeah, I start having a shitty time, and I make you responsible for it. More <laughs> honest. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's no need to tell anyone any of that stuff unless you find yourself because you don't have a choice in that either. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, you probably find yourself less motivated to tell people what your problem with them is because it's not relevant. Yeah. That's a big reason. Yeah. You know? I was, I was in some kind of struggle. I forgot what it was with my husband and I was going, I'm just like projecting, projecting, projecting toward you right now, but I know I love you. And he's like, do you want to tell me what it's about? And I was like, no, because it's like so not relevant. You don't need to be thinking about it. <laughs> you know, we don't need to. We don't need to make any kind of any kind of sense that he could have done something wrong. You know, there's don't need no to need. Give you any more ammunition? Right. I, yeah. There's no need for that. I mean, even just even just sharing with him that I'm just projecting right now and it was just because I felt mean toward him <laughs> you know and it's and and it's pretty obvious to me it's super obvious and you know it, it's like that that joy that's almost always there all of a sudden it's gone and it feels intense which is good I'm glad about that you know it's good. You want the intensity with that contrasting feeling. When you have the intensity, you see it really easily. It becomes very obvious to you. Oh my goodness, I'm projecting. Good. Good to know. Because if I know I'm projecting, then I know that nothing I'm thinking right now is true. If you don't know you're projecting, you, don't, you believe yourself. You believe yourself. You're having an upset feeling and you're just resisting it by believing in the thoughts that are making that feeling real for you. And that's what really hard on relating. That's what makes it really hard. 
because all that projecting, it's just passing anyways, but it makes it into something. Mm-hmm. When you make the projecting as, as if it's real, it's like, oh no, I'm projecting right now. I could tell I'm projecting right now. And that's what it gets to the point where you always know when you're projecting because it's so different from feeling in joy. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want to see the, see, the, see the difference, see that contrast. And know that whenever you're anything less than joy, you're believing in something that's not true. That's very different from, I'm going to use this anger to get what I want. I actually heard someone say that lots of times to me. It was pretty fun. (laughs) Finally, I was like, okay, let me know how that goes for you. This anger means, and this is how the ego presents it too, this anger means that there's something wrong that I have to fix. Instead of, this anger is demonstrating that I believe something that's not true. Mm -hmm. See, it's going back into your own mind and taking responsibility for that feeling and not putting the responsibility on the world and making it like I have to do something to get 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 the world to reflect differently to me. So I don't have to deal with this anger about the world all the time. Mm-hmm. What about when someone's angry at you and you don't care? Like, what if people, like, you, you have that a lot, right? People come up to you angry and you're just like, I don't know take it. Well, I wouldn't say I have that a lot, but I get really excited when it happens. <laughs> I don't think I have it a lot where people get angry <laughs> at me, but it. I talk <laughs> about it because it's, I, I talk about it because it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not like I don't care. It's not like I don't care. It's just that I'm not guilty. So, you know, I know right away that I'm not guilty, and I also know that they're not guilty. That goes hand in hand, actually. So it's like, thank you. It's not like I don't care. It's like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Not in a way that I don't care. Not like brushing them off. It's or okay. Because like, I'm in a situation where I, I'm, someone's just like been angry at me and, and I don't really know what, how, like, what to do. I don't really feel triggered by it. I just don't know how to handle it. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't feel like anything is being called for. I don't feel like I have to talk to them. I don't feel like I would know what to say. Mm-hmm. Good. It sounds like you got it just fine. I mean, you just keep on, keep on checking in with yourself to see what the reaction is. Are you projecting? Are you making them into something, you know? It's like if you don't feel the closeness with them, that's coming from within you. And that doesn't mean you have to be physically cl- close or contacting them or anything. But if you don't see that, if you don't feel that closeness with them, that connection with them, then that's coming from your body's energy field that's where the first manifestation of that thought of separation is. And you just go there and you let the comfort come in. All the, all the compassionate communication comes from feeling comfortable within yourself. Are you comfortable with them being angry? Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. I, this has been an ongoing 
Well, it's always you're responding with compassion for yourself and any other responses are coming automatically. So there's not anything to figure out about it. It's like everything, everything becomes the same thing. Everything becomes one. Everything in the illusion, including another person's anger. So you're having the perception of that anger. That's, a, that's something being shown to you. If you, if you sense that... Well, I don't actually sense anger, and he says, I am angry. Oh, okay. Well, that's a sense. You hear it with your ears, yeah? <laughs> One of the senses. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you get the sense of it. You hear him say, I'm angry. <laughs> perfect that's where it is then that's where that's where that's where it is that's you know that sense that you can get it wrong mm-hmm. look at that that's all i've been looking at it a lot yeah how does it feel it's everywhere. oh good yeah <laughs> good you, yeah you'll see that it's, it's just all over the place yeah. yeah that's the first step and then just keep on watching it yeah all right okay what about it? same it's all the same that's the thing there's nothing tricky here it's super easy it's real simple that's that's just another that's just another one of the the layers on the onion you could say there's another one of those things and see how it see how it's like something is trying to grab your attention and it is grabbing your attention that's why it's on your mind so it'll it'll go well. You're you don't even care that that person's angry. Is that the right way to be? You know, that's just the ego voice again. So keep on letting letting yourself receive the compassion because those are upset feelings being symbolized by those thoughts. So keep letting yourself receive the compassion and know that you don't have to know what to do. It's better if you if you know that you don't know what to do. And then you can be surprised in whatever it is that, that occurs out of your mouth or actions or whatever. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's bright. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to block the sun. You're the best. Oh, stop moving. <laughs> I might move over there to get more of it. Yeah, you get warmed up. So hooray, everyone. Are we done? We could be. (laughs) Unless anyone has any questions or anything. I have a very off-topic question about menstruation. Menstruation? Okay. Do you have any interesting ideas about what it is? Oh, it's just another illusion. I know, but like it's such a weird one. Why? <laughs> well, what's weird? What's judging you? Like you're supposed to like not pee, right? R- randomly, and then not, and then you're supposed to let things flow out from that area. At the same time. But uh, uh, during one week. <laughs> it's not real. That's why. Men, not real stuff is. It's weird to take a shit. Why should you have to have a stinky ass? <laughs> really? I mean, that is a weird fucking thing. It's, 
Sex is stinky weird. thing comes out of your ass. <laughs> Sex is pretty weird. Sex is pretty weird that you have to try to get the bodies together to get the pleasure. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Don't you get a feeling of oneness? Yeah. <laughs> you can join them together I somehow. Mean, eating is pretty weird. Yeah. Like it is. we put stuff in our one part of us and we grind it up and then we like. And then it gets all stinky and comes out the other yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> Supposedly, we get something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it travels around and gives us stuff. We're all alchemists, you know. We take all this great stuff and it turns to shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can put that in your garden. <laughs> so, yeah, and something like it. <laughs> Our place is pretty stinky because of that. My shit. husband likes to fertilize with fish shit or something. I don't know. It smells bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's strange, and um, you know those. The, the moody thing, that's not necessary either. The thing where you get moody before you get your period. You mean P? M? S? Yeah. <laughs> that one. Why didn't I know you? Carol was still alive. You were scared of PMS? Well, she was a PMS queen. That's the story I make up now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a total story. We get into the story... And then expect that that's, oh, I'm just PMS. Mm-hmm. That was all PMS. That's interesting. I don't have that story anymore. That's fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bleed, so therefore you must suffer. <laughs> I have to bleed, you have to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to suffer beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Yay, everyone. Okay. Happy New Year. Yay. Clear vision for everybody next year. Clear vision. It's the year of vision. I know. I don't know because it's 2020. Oh. <laughs> Perfect vision. <laughs> We've never had 2020 before. This is our first time. <laughs> but you know, your vision can actually be better than 2020. Yes. Okay. That's just some kind of normality scale. Right. No, <laughs> It would go 2010 or 2020. Yeah, now we're going to be yeah, more, more myopic. 2010. 2020. We were actually more, yeah. more clearly seeing in 2010. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. More myopic, aren't we? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be normal vision this, this yeah. year. <laughs> Hooray for seeing clearly. Yeah. Yes. Hooray for seeing clearly. 
and seeing through all those random ass thoughts that make it seem like you can't see clearly. Mm. Or something's wrong with you for not seeing clearly. Mm-hmm. The not seeing clearly is always an opportunity to be seized. Mm. Yay. Mahalo everyone. I love you. Mahalo. I love you. <laughs>